Yeah, I mean, you don't want you don't want your dog peeing on the floor no, while you're trying typically. to do other things. Correct. So I'm glad yeah. you did that. How yeah. are you, Laura? I'm a responsible adult. What can I say? Responsible uh, adult, responsible pet yeah. owner. Exactly. Responsible mm-hmm. for your animal's urinary freedom. Urinary freedom. It's yeah. It is something I. I really champion. You, you too. You want, you want them to go when they have to go. Don't wait. That's right. You're old. Don't right. stress those organs out. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome so to today's... episode. Hi. Go what? what? I was just say today's episode is about urine, but that's it is. not. I got... I'm gonna. Put... That's the title today. Urine. Episode urine. eighteen. Urine. <laughs> that's it. Don't don't add anything else. Let it stand alone. Oh, of course. I think it'll shock our dozens of uh, listeners, so. That's what I want to do. Welcome to episode 18 of Four Seasons Total Landscaping. I'm Rudy Gigliani, and uh, this is- I'm hair dye. And you are the hair dye running down my face. I'm not. What a horrific, horrific thing to see. (laughs) Honestly- that was like one of the grossest, worst things I've seen in a long time. I'm just like, I don't understand how on earth this is a human being. But I don't know either. Alas- it's- Go ahead. I just want to say, alas, this is where we are. This is not some crazy homeless man on the street. This is- yeah, no, I think it's kind of funny. So, you know, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, right? So yeah. um, Rudy Giuliani is actually in an episode. It's the non-fat yogurt episode. And in the episode... Rudy Giuliani um, eats this non-fat yogurt that's actually not non-fat yogurt. So his cholesterol rockets to like uh, an alarming 325 or something. And he's actually on the episode, mm-hmm. just young Rudy Giuliani saying like he's doing his lines. He's like, you know, my only indulgence is that I sometimes eat some frozen yogurt, but it's supposed to be non-fat, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this is right when he won his mayoral election in New York. And uh, it is so, because Seinfeld's my babysitter. So I, I've been working late into the nights lately. Um, it's my job. So basically, I, I basically sleep and I work. That's been my week. Seinfeld's on in the bedroom. Oh, room. I thought that Jerry Seinfeld was physically coming to your house and that you were paying him to babysit. And I was really surprised by that. I know that you know, you're living comfortably. And that's, I mean, I'm assuming his rates are, they've got to be astronomical, but you know, (laughs) with the pandemic, I know a lot of performers are really trying to branch out. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jerry is missing his stage income. So he's got to, he's got to do something else to babysitting, make ends meet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, it's really nice. That's cool. So he's sitting in my bedroom, just doing his shtick all evening while I work at the computer. So, and and, you you know, know, there is it because if if he wasn't you would not work at your computer yeah i'd probably be sleeping so (laughs) right so i have jerry in the bedroom occupying the bed doing stand-up there you go right what's the deal with sunil's bed is that ah fuck jerry's here again i better better get to work (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're drinking a lady water. I am. Mm-mm, lemon. Lemon's my new LaCroix jam. Yeah. Uh, lemon. Uh, it's very refreshing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. This episode is not brought to you by LaCroix. LaCroix? It never is. It never is. But never is. We do. We've asked them multiple times. I've sent them many letters and I mean, with letters cut out of magazines to make the letter. I just want to make it impactful and memorable. We know where you live, that kind of stuff, but they won't return any of our calls. I don't know. I thought this was kind of a good way to get in. Like, I thought it was a good way to get in too. I thought it would be like, you know how when people do like interesting resumes, they're like, well, I'm going to do a, I'm going to send a video with my resume that's going to show off my wacky personality and they're going to love that shit. That's what I kind of thought what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, uh, I want to, what do they call the police? Is that what happened? Um, I, I, my lawyer did say that at this point I should probably wait to like tell the whole narrative. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got it. Yeah. But needless to say, they will not be our sponsor. Keep it under wraps for now. All right. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry you're involved in so much crime, Laura. Well, I'm just trying to help our podcast numbers. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But, you know, try to keep the crime down. Okay. I mean, I said do it by any means possible, but I didn't mean... This kind of ambiguity is really difficult and stressful to work under. Legal and illegal. I mean, yeah, I mean, we are doing this remote. It might not have translated that well. It did not. In my text. Where I was just like, B-A-M-N, by any means necessary. And you, you took that to mean threaten the CEO of LaCroix with a, like a homemade letter. It was a homemade letter. Like your kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's I a mean, ran- ransom note. That's, what, that's the style. Yes, but I figured since I wrote JK <laughs> that it would kind of, you know, like everyone would see it was tongue in cheek, but no. JK about the... Cut out letters. <laughs> it's, His wife and children were scared and felt threatened, whatever. What and you he, needed to do was send a, a, a video to show off your wacky personality along with the letter. Yeah. So then true. he would have gotten it. He Better luck it. next time. Just let me know who else you want us to target. Because I am, you know, I'm obviously very aggressive about Bezos, Musk, you know, anyone with money. Ugh, I hate those people so much. I hate people with money. <laughs> yeah, man. Amazon, I, uh, Ugh. So, so I had to watch the new Borat movie. Oh, you had to? Like you were assigned? It was assigned to me in my... By Jerry Seinfeld? Kazakhstani cinema. By Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld, yes. <laughs> He's like, not only am I not going to babysit you, I'm going to put on a movie. I'm going to put on a movie, <laughs> yep. No, so, I mean, because people... Uh, speaking of Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani severely embarrassed himself in that Borat movie. I don't know if oh, you're that's right. I forgot about that. aware. I, I basically, he thought he was with a underage girl, let's say. Yes. And he was yes. touching his penis, I think, is what yes. was happening. Well, you say, I think, you're the one who saw it. So I kind of would, I guess, hope that you can explain what I did didn't see the I, I didn't see the penis. I'm so I... What did it look like? I'm not asking if you saw his penis. I'm asking you what your interpretation of the event was. No, I think he. I think he was. He was touching. I don't, crazy. Like what was? I'm sure you've seen something regarding like a photo, a still of him like laying on the bed with the 
Maybe, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's, oh, it's yes. just... Because in, in the movie, Borat comes in and is like, whoa, whoa, hey, my wife, you know, so... <laughs> I was really hoping to never have to hear that again, to be perfectly honest. Someone tweeted something about that where it was like, this is definitely fucking 2020 where, like, the Borat voice comes back. Oh, God. Uh, unrelentingly great so it's a gross movie it's fine um i didn't need to watch it but my point here being i it's on amazon prime streaming right okay so i had to sign up for mm -hmm. amazon prime okay. to, to watch it and um i know me not being on amazon prime isn't it's not helping that much you not being on it isn't yeah like so i think the movement was to maybe not subscribe to amazon prime because yeah. it's you know it's like a 99 or something more than that a year i i, I assumed it was basically like costco but they send it to you in the mail basically. yeah so you get the free shipping on a lot of stuff if you if you buy the membership but you also get the video so you get borat along with their other vast amazing selection i'm sure I but anyway, so when I hit 40 years old, I just took a hard turn. Like, fuck no, I hate being online. I hate buying stuff online. I don't want to be on social media. I can't stand online shopping. Yeah. Like, so I don't really buy anything from Amazon. And that was before I was like, oh, and I don't want to. Got it. Yeah, but me being a reclusive uh, person, I kind of liked it. And I, um, I used it a lot. And then I canceled it just for moral, ethical reasons, I guess, which to me are a little silly, but also it's like, I'm doing my part to fight. But anyway, so you get, a free, you get a free trial. So I got a free trial. I ended up buying a bunch of stuff because I needed it, like shirts and socks and underwear and just like, okay. So I have this free trial, free shipping for a little while, and then I canceled before I ended up paying for the subscription. But um, just sort of bend, bending them, <laughs> bending my rules a little bit there just to, cause it, it, it's so ubiquitous and easy to do. Um, it's 2020. If you're not bending at least one of your rules, I do not understand how you're coping in this situation. Good point. So whether that's buying Amazon prime and then dropping your subscription before you have to pay the price, or whether it's buying gummy worms, even though you haven't eaten them since you were in like fifth grade, <laughs> things we do in times of crisis, so fuck it. How were the gummy, gummy worms? Were they good? No. <laughs> no. But I ate all of them. But to be fair, not in one sitting. Like, I only ate, like, a couple a day for many days in a row. Really? And, yes. How you yeah. did it? Yeah, I don't, I like sweets and candy and stuff, but I don't ever want, like, large, large quantities of it. Yeah. But I'm really stressed out. I want, like, sugary candy. Right. Anyway, so I bought these goddamn gummy worms. Which I, I don't even eat gelatin, so I usually don't buy these kinds of things. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so again, you know, this is 2020. People are reaching their limits. Yeah. So I, I felt kind of guilty about buying them, you know, because I was like, my rule was if I was going to eat gummy worms that had gelatin in them, they were also going to have weed in them. That seems fair. Yeah. You know, otherwise, but at any rate, on the package, after I was almost done with them, that it said, um, Packaged in the United States, product of China and or Mexico may include genetically modified ingredients. <laughs> and the gummy worms, wow. That was in very small print on the bag. And I was just like, okay, 
I'm done. I'm it's so insane, like, to think, like, the global supply chain involved in making those fucking gummy worms. Like, China and or Mexico, like, what? And you don't know really what's in it? Right. It might include genetically modified. From you know, where? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? That might be China or yeah. Mexico. I don't yeah. know. Made so, in the U.S., though. Proud. Yeah. Under yeah. flag, they were. They sent, they sent them to the U.S. in a plane bag. We put them in a bag with the logo USA. That's actually what happens, right? A lot of the time, where it is basically. It just, or I bet even more what happened is they just slapped a sticker on it. Yeah, the, the bag was already bagged. Yeah. Yes, and then they just yeah. put their brand sticker on it. Yeah. Well, call. I mean, like that's how Trader Joe's does stuff. I think, like you know, it's all the same. Yeah, we make the same peanut butter cups for. X company and for Trader Joe's, but Trader Joe's is like a dollar cheaper because we put the Trader Joe's uh, sticker on it instead of, you know, Happy Valley vegan sunshine foods, the expensive brand. Yeah. That's disgusting. That's, yeah. It's disgusting, Laura. The global supply chain is disgusting. That, I mean, that is, truer words have never been spoken, let's be honest. (laughs) that's, I mean, if you really were to dig into that, you'd be like, oh, holy shit, what a nightmare. How are we living like this? How are we not extinct yet? It's true. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> you know, like people in chicken factories are just getting COVID yeah, left and right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. aren't we dead yet? Why am I not dead? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, really, it's been, a, it's been a rough week, got to say. Yeah. Um, but all things You want to talk about it? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, um, well, my mom's getting over COVID, which is fantastic. She's doing great. She never got particularly sick. She was basically like, I have a cold kind of sick. Yeah. But, so that was such a goal in terms of like me being terrified because I've been terrified about that the whole time. And it was confirmed that she had had COVID. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She did. Yeah. She was tested. She came back positive. And then just a few days ago, I got tested because I was worried that I had it. I do not. My test results came back negative. I'm feeling a little rundown under the weather. It's probably mostly stress, but I'm like, I'm yeah. clammy. My nose is running. I have a headache and a sore throat. Holy shit, you know. That's yeah. a lot of symptoms. Like I've had yeah. one or yeah. two of those and been sort of worried. But, you know, if you have a, a, a plethora, that's that's a sign to maybe test. Yeah, and you know, they're all minor. And part of me is like, I feel like a fucking baby, like going to get tested for this. I was like, well, if I have it, I would like to know. Yeah. I do not have it. Anyway, so that was a nice relief. And then the next day I found out that my aunt died. So it's just been hard. You know, my aunt was my sister. Nope. Listen to me. I can't even talk. My aunt was my father's sister and my father's dead. And so now his sister's dead. And it just, I think that really hit me harder because I was like, oh shit, this is like another part of my dad that's now gone. And it was young, right? You said 60 or something like that. My dad died at 60. His sister, who was his younger sister, she died at 65. So she outlived him. Yeah. Which is awesome. I'm, I'm not good at math, so it hurts my brain. I can't, you know, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Younger and you outlived him? What? Wait, that... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. crazy. It's weird. It's not the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that is the way it's supposed to go. But, but it's not supposed to be like an overlapping timeline where it's yes, like yes, him exactly. and then her. But yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. For sure. And then my cousin, who's my, um, my aunt's daughter, is a COVID nurse. You know, she's been working her ass off, saving people's lives and, you know, struggling to pay her funeral expenses for her mother. And I just, I think more than anything, I feel just really furious and outraged that we live in a society where 
you know, the people who are putting themselves on the front lines are struggling to pay extremely modest funeral expenses for loved ones. I just think that's gross, you know, and I just really don't understand like where people's priorities are right now. It's just really jaw dropping to me where we are and where, what people are focused on. So it's extremely gross. It's, it's, it's <laughs> awful. It's so awful. I mean, I don't even know where to start with that. It's like, uh, first of all, funeral expenses, I guess, you know, they do cost money. I don't know how one's supposed to prepare for, for that. Um, what set aside money? Like, oh no, I mean, I know my mom's going to die and can't cover it. So I have 10 grand just sitting around to like, cause it can get, it can get up there. Right. Just. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately in the days we are in with the pandemic, there's no real funeral happening you know, that's not really possible. So, you know, mostly it was, I'm, I'm assuming like it, cremation and stuff like that costs. So, and you know, again, I, the costs are relatively modest and yet she still needed help. And I'm not saying that in any way to judge her. I'm saying that because that shouldn't be that way. That's just yeah. fucking ridiculous that someone who's, you know, a nurse, which is a skilled profession, somebody who we desperately need right now is like not only having to like worry and be sad about the death of her mom, but also is you know scraping by it just sucks it makes me really pissed it's very it's <laughs> it's terrible and and hospitals are filling up again and and medical people are getting quite burned out apparently so i feel like we're in groundhog groundhog's day you know <laughs> like a most more horrible version by far you know like i mean if you listen to the episode that you and i did where like this first really started to look fucking bad like probably back in march maybe march. early april i can't remember yeah. Um, like literally everything that they were saying then in terms of like what could happen if we didn't is where we are right now. And I'm just, it's exhausting. Like the fact that we've been seeing since March, people are saying like wave of evictions is probably coming wave of unemployment. Everyone's losing their health insurance. You know, all these things like people don't stop going out in public places. We're going to see huge spikes in the winter. This happened during the 1918 flu. Like there's, this isn't, this has happened before. We have the knowledge, you know? So uh, I just feel really frustrated and I've frankly never been more disappointed to be a person who lives in this country. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, we had all the knowledge. We had, from that to, you know. You had the time. The yeah. rise of fascism, all of yeah. it. Like, we're like, oh, hey guys, here's the signs. You see this article from like 1940? <laughs> like, that is like exactly the same as now. Like, we've learned this already, but nope, we haven't learned anything. No, not even close. It's but I mean, we have, it's just, what the fuck is up with our society? Well, yeah, holy shit. It's so fucking entangled. And I know that's kind of the stuff we talk about, but it's just like breaking my brain because... People need aid. People are losing their place, their apartments and homes. And um, mm -hmm. aid is not coming. Senate's been dismissed till after Thanksgiving. Um, we have the election went by with no real incident, I guess. Like, you know, there no one got shot at a polling place or anything like that. But but fuck, like, it's just they're doing everything in their power that they possibly can to change the results of this. Even in our state, we have some shitty ass Wayne yeah. County, Wayne County, whatever their positions are, but they're the people in charge of certifying the election results in, uh, in Wayne County. They, 
they didn't want to certify and then they certify and they're like, oh, well, we want to rescind our certification because Trump called us like directly. Um, We're bootlicking wacky assholes who don't understand what our real job is. So, yeah. I don't know how to get out. of How are we going to get out of this? No one's giving up. No, I don't know. I mean, because I think what makes me the most like frustrated is even like the right or strong, strong enough word. But I feel like so many people really truly think that as soon as Joe Biden takes office, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And that's not the case at all. And that's not true. No. And, and if that truly makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel like things are going to be okay, then you were okay already. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like you yeah. were going to set, you're fine. You know, yeah. like it's just really, it really. You know, I mean, I will admit, I will admit that in certain circumstances, I am a little bit calmer after the, the election, you know, and that happened in 2018 as well, where I was going to therapy with the thought that, what if the election doesn't happen? What if tr the 2018 election? What if Trump cancels this, you know, congressional <laughs> yeah. election? Because at that time, it seemed way more like feasible that that could actually happen. And then that election went by without much incident. Democrats, you know, took control of the House and blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't know what it is. It, it does feel a little better knowing that if all of the machinations happen that happen without, you know, even though all these wrenches are being thrown in the machine to, to grind it to a halt, um, Biden will be the president. And I can at least know that there's somebody competent steering this like flaming boat that's we're riding on but yeah. I mean, um, don't get me wrong it's not like i don't prefer biden to trump i mean god damn it but i think the thing that i wish i saw and i haven't really seen this from anyone whether it's like actual democratic operatives um democrats who just ran for and won and or lost office um anyone who like follows dem democratic politics in this country political reporters i don't see anyone saying like holy shit Democrats, this election was fucking close. So in other words, if Trump would have done even one thing that was slightly better than what he did, he would have won. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like that is not being grappled with in any way. No, it's probably not by like the major mainstream media outlets because they're still, they're all still entangled in like, let's get through like actually certifying the election and blah 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 but i know on the left like left wing media is definitely like what the fuck like so many more people came out to vote for trump this time than last time he gained yes. he gained voters like and nobody really expected that he would gain voters i thought maybe his number would be the same and then we would edge him out but but i mean but biden did also gain the highest number of votes ever cast in an election. Right, um, but it wasn't a sweep by any stretch. I no. mean, it was really, it, I think it's very clear that Biden legitimately won and by a, a high enough margin that he is, you know, like legally the next president. Yeah. But I don't think it's, as a Democrat, I think you should be ashamed of it. I think you should be shocked and ashamed at how horrible your party did. You lost seats in the House. That like any of your your senate seats basically like to me that's a total shit the bed in terms of like 
the 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 distance between these two people horrible i failed i am supposedly like the most existential crisis to ever face the history of this country versus a competent dude that was supposed to be a no-brainer but clearly that wasn't the case and i don't see anyone going whoa holy shit maybe we re really need to ask ourselves what the fuck like what why do people hate us so much what are we doing that is making so many alienating and infuriating so many people i'm not even not sure if it's stuff that they're doing it's stuff that it's how what they do is reported to a vast majority of americans i think i mean rupert murdoch himself has like caused i don't even know like uncountable damage to our democracy probably to australia's democracy probably to the uk's yeah. democracy um yeah, my unpopular opinion, though, is so has Rachel Maddow. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. That's fine. I don't know that it's equivalent, but... It's not necessarily equivalent, but the, it's the exact same structure in terms of, like, how liberal, like, political, yeah. like, mainstream media works the same way in terms of, like, we sure. want to make sure that we keep your eyes on us because we have to fill 24 hours worth oh, of... Oh, definitely, like, definitely, definitely. I just don't... Like, to me, I immediately am... I have nothing... I don't want to listen to you. Like clearly like yeah. you're bought and paid for advertisers. This is not who I want to get my news from, but I feel very frustrated because she's an extremely smart person, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like you spent four years basically t telling us that Trump was a Russian puppet and that we were going to see that this was all some kind of Kremlin thing. And that that's why he won. I just feel like the Democrats and the people who are like democratically leaning in the media were totally just like, man, if Putin hadn't been involved, this never would have happened. And I always felt very yeah, there was much- There was a lot of that. that. There was like, a lot that, is, that maybe is a percentage of it, but you guys are completely, and this time around, I didn't hear anyone talking about it. I didn't hear anyone being really worried about it. It seemed like it wasn't convenient anymore. I don't know. I just feel like there's yeah. way less to that story than we were originally told. And now, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to that story, I'm sure. It's right, but just, I also followed it like very closely. Me like, too. I, nobody, I, nobody really cared about it though. It wasn't like a romantic, exciting story. No, not at all. But also, it didn't end up turning into anything, and it certainly yeah. didn't end up bringing down Trump, which is what everyone kept saying. So I think I think Mueller shit the bet on that. Like oh, he, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do so, too. Yeah, but I mean, he should have at least made some sort of a strong statement in terms of like, yeah, this guy should be prosecuted because not. Oh yeah, DOJ memo says we can't we can't charge a sitting president. So I'm not gonna say anything regarding that, you know. Like, right. and then he was, and then he was hamstrung too in terms of what he was able to even look into. Like he couldn't even look into financial stuff. It was just like, hey, this connection to this to this to this. But he couldn't like follow the money and really get down to it. Um, Everything about everything is just wrong. And yeah, bad. I mean, I think I just feel like the people that I'm hoping will do the right thing keep focusing on the wrong shit. I just right. I have no faith in Democratic Party at this point. In fact, my plan is to change my party affiliation to independent, but I can't figure out how to do it. You know, government websites are hard to follow. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't know how to do that either. But I'm, I'm more I'm than not even sure if I have that on there. Do I have it? I don't know if I've marked. Do we do that in Michigan? Are yeah. we like, oh, okay, I'm registered with the, okay, I guess. I don't remember doing that or like saying I am a Democrat to the, like, to the government ever being like, yes, this is my party, but I guess I probably did. I just feel like this whole horrible, horrible situation that we're in, the answer the entire time was pay people to stay home, pay businesses to stay yeah, home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 
I still feel like the Democrats could have done a lot more to try to make that message. And I don't think I'm ever going to be able to forgive Nancy Pelosi for not doing a better job on the bailout package. And that CARES Act, I mean, to be fair, that was the highest transfer of wealth ever from the lower echelon of people to the upper class oh, in yeah. the history of the, the world, I'm pretty sure, at yeah. least our country, and every single Democrat voted for it. Yeah. You know, so I just feel like there's a lot of smoke and mirrors where they're not, they're just too complicit with a lot of the shit they claim, like, oh, Trump's this existential crisis, but we're going to sign off on his defense bill. Agreed. What? Agreed. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of these old, a lot of older generation Democrats also yes. just yes. being very, very in the machine, <clears throat> very all about the machine. Um, yeah. I and mean, the fact that they're trying to do this fucking dinner. Yeah. Well, so they didn't do it, right? No, but it just made me so mad. And like the picture that accompanied it, the fucking chairs are all painted gold. <laughs> like it's just so opulent and disgusting. It just pissed me off so bad. Yeah. I have found a really good way to channel my anger towards rich people who do not deserve what they have though. And it's by watching The Crown. Oh, my girlfriend I, was watching The Crown, I think. Highly suggested. What's The Crown about? I, the royal family. Okay. And it starts with basically like Queen Elizabeth when she takes over for her father. When and was I, that? Uh, the late 50s, maybe? Okay, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late 50s? Yeah, but I, um, my mom used to be a big royal family person, and so was her mom, my grandma. And so as a little kid, I totally heard all kinds of stuff about Prince Charles, Princess Diana. I remember watching Princess Diana's um, wedding on TV oh, as a really small kid. Yeah. Her train, oh my God, her train must have been 45,000 miles long. You're talking about on her dress. Yes. Like okay. there were like, there yeah. like 4 million people standing behind her, like walking along, holding this train. It was so crazy. <laughs> I just remember just being like, this is insane. Whoever thought that, like, I, I wonder about the invention of that kind of a thing. Like who yep. thought that was good? Like that was, that made total sense. Like let's. You know the cloth on the dress? Let's make it a mile long. Right, yeah, for no reason. No it's reason. It's going to be so convenient that you're going to have to recruit people yeah. to help you, gonna, you need, just to walk. This is like a 20-person dress, just right. so you know, when you buy it. Yeah. Do you have good enough friends to hold all of this excess fabric? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to sit in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> Wedding dresses, I don't know if you've ever worn one, but they're terrible. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I'd worn a wedding dress. Did you wear a wedding dress? Yeah, you oh. were at my wedding, Neil. Oh, that wedding. Yes, that no, was I a meant, Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking a different wedding, your real wedding. Yeah, my, my wedding to my current wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a real wedding. It was, <laughs> it legally binding one now, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we didn't do anything other than have our family over. It was so, so low-key, we didn't dress up, it was no big deal. I, but your train was 30 feet long. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I wore a 30-foot long train. You were wearing of, that hoodie and a 30-foot train. Made out of old Carhartt pants that we just sewed together, <laughs> worked it. <laughs> We've been spending the whole quarantine on it. I love it. That sounds awesome. Pretty cool. That's like so lesbian. Yeah, very. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty gay. That's Oh, fine. my Lord. So what are you guys doing? How's your family handling? Uh, so we're not doing, th there's no Thanksgiving. At, right. uh, for my family. 
Samesies. Yeah, um, I told Jane like probably a month ago. I was like, there is literally no way in hell I'm going up north to see her family. That's not going to happen. No way. And I wasn't trying to be a dick, but I just was like, uh-uh. Especially since I know that her dad is just not taking this seriously, which is insane because he is um, uh, an older man <laughs> with some health problems. So it just seems like a really, yeah. really risky and unnecessarily risky stuff. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get COVID from your dad. I'm good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then mom, of course, having COVID and my brother uh, being at her house also having COVID, like they're clearly now just together. They have to, you know, we're not going over there. Um, no one's going anywhere. We're going to play games on the computer. Oh, that's cute. So wait, it's your mom and your brother just with that had COVID at, at yeah. a house? Okay. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Huh. And my mom. How's your sister? She didn't get COVID, did she? No. No, neither thank, sister. Neither. Thankfully, my, I have three sisters. None of them have COVID. Okay, good. good. So right now, no one has COVID. I guess it's possible my mom and my brother might still have it, but my brother's symptoms were never particularly severe at all. And I, he might have even been relatively asymptomatic, I don't remember. And his partner, same. They, weren't, they didn't have it super bad. My mom, thankfully, was not particularly ill. I guess my sister's um, mother-in-law also has it. Um, so she's also doing okay, though. I just had a client today. The entire family has it. They're all doing okay, but it's still yeah. just like, like when, like we're talking and mom's like <clears throat> a couple times. And I was just like, whatever, you know, to be fair, I, I have always been very OCD. It's when people say that, what they mean is I don't really have OCD, but I like to say that phrase. But like, for me, this is a for real thing. I have a really oh, hard you, time. It's for real. Okay. Okay. And coughing has always been one of my triggers <laughs> when i hear people cough it makes me extremely uncomfortable and it's because of like the fact that i know that through aerosol spray that it can make me sick this is pre-covid i was already thinking about yeah this. yeah I, i've never liked people coughing around me either or sneezing or going right. <laughs> no none of that but now yeah. of course when people cough i'm even more like oh. uh. Since she's through the computer, I wasn't worried about it, but I did think like, oh, that's probably just incidental. But then she's like, well, we all have COVID right now. And I was like, oh, oh my God, are you guys okay? Yeah. Yeah, no. So in our work meeting today, we had a we had a we have a person that's complaining about how her like 95-year-old mom is, you know, angry that they're not coming up to wherever to and yeah. it's like come on like, yes. I, I i guess i understand me they're on their like last legs and are like oh i might die by next thanksgiving but isn't that what scott atlas said like you should go visit your older relatives because they might not make it past this thing yeah, i think anyway. i think he did say that yeah i think honestly if anyone ever tries to earnestly tell me they're pro-life again and they had anything to do with this trump administration whether supporting them politically or being in it i will probably explode like Killing I just, them in the process. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I'm not pro-life at this point at all. No. <laughs> like, no, I just find it so disgusting. Like I always have, but right now, especially, I'm like literally like almost 2,000 people are dying a day. Yeah. And the federal, the federal government has reinstated the death penalty. Crickets, never heard anything from you guys about that. I just find it really it's so hypocritical it's just like nobody nobody really I don't know like you said nobody stands for anything really that hard when it comes down to it (laughs) and maybe because I'm so anxious that if I really am passionate about something I'm immediately looking at like where would this potentially cause some cognitive dissonance in my life you know like even having dogs like I'm a vegetarian 
Jane's a vegan, you know, and I think about the fact that we buy a tremendous amount of animal products, but it's to feed our dogs, you know? Yeah, meat. Yeah, so I'm buying lots of meat, but it's to feed my dogs. And I'm sure someone could make the argument like, well, then, you know, as a means to an end, like whatever, but- Yeah, no, so much cognitive dissonance there. And yeah, and like, I'm the same way where it's like, oh yeah, if I believe this, then how am I able to like live with myself essentially? Yeah. Um, it's not always squareable, but I think it's so important to try to square, you know, at least consider it. So yes, I recognize it would be way better if my dogs didn't eat meat, but I also know that I have decided to take care of these idiots for whatever reason. And so I am in charge of their nutritional needs and they are not vegetarians. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of have no choice, but to buy You have meat. to, you have to. I mean, sure it's like it's that. like how you used to love Morrissey, and Morrissey just got dropped from his record label, and he says it's because of diversity. But I don't know about that racist man. But you loved him so much. I did I did him and I? So did I. I mean, okay, this is I shouldn't. Okay, this is for real. I got a call the other day from my bank, and I can't remember why, but they ended up needing to log into my account. And so the person I was talking to is like can I ask you your security question? Yeah. And so I said, yes. And she's like, okay, um, what is your father's name? And I was like, Michael Wachowski. And then there's this long silence. And she's like, hmm, that's, that's not what I have here. And I was like, oh my God, Morrissey? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I put. <laughs> yep. Morrissey is your father's name. Yep, that's what I put. Also, what is your favorite food? I I put none. That was my answer. <laughs> Those are hard. Up. Yeah, hard to remember like years in the future where it's I not didn't true. think they would be, but you are correct. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always answer truthfully. Sometimes I mess it up because I don't remember if there's a space in the first model car that I ever had, or if there isn't. Yep, nope, I'm just fucking putting foolish answers down thinking I'm gonna remember them. Or sees my dad, I mean, that's hilarious. But like, yeah, how do, you, how do you square that though? Like, I mean, do you can't, can you listen to him anymore at all? Nope. I no. haven't. No, no, no real desire to. No, no real desire to, which is a real shame to me because I, you know, his music meant so much to me, but I just, no. Are you finding with music, like, I'm finding with music the stuff that I was, like, way into. I'm like, eh, I'm just kind of, it's played out to me, I guess. Like that, like, the 2000s indie rock that I was, yeah. like, into. I'm kind of just like, what? Well, eh. Totally. You know? Yeah. Take your death cab for cutie and get it the fuck away from me. I don't need Yeah, that. stuff like that. Stuff like that. Where totally. I'm like, okay, yeah. I was kind of, I was into that, sort of. Like, your strokes. Like, I don't care. You know? Yeah, at the time I was like, this is great. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I hear that in my ear all the time. And it's not that good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, you know, honestly, music is, when I'm really anxious, I have a hard time listening to music anyway. So I haven't been listening to tons of it. Although the other day I listened to some shellac, some Jesus lizard, and that did me some good. So. I'm not some- even really that familiar <laughs> with either of those bands catalogs, but um, what, what, what did that mind space, what's that mind space like? What's shellac like? That's, um. What's his face is banned. Steve uh, Albini. Yes. Yeah. Steve Albini. Yeah. yeah just like loud, yeah. angular indie rock kind of stuff. Just like, you know, 
I don't know. I'm, I used to write about music for a living. Now I can't describe it to see. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> but they have an album. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Something about like your excellent Italian greyhound. Okay. I can't remember the. Well, I've been wanting to get into some. I want. I like guitar music. I like st- like stonery rock guitar lately. Oh, and I, okay. if, I don't know if shellac fits that at all, but no. It won't fit that, I don't think. Okay. Where's that? Oh, it's called Excellent Italian Greyhound. Okay. Um, and the, al- the album cover is an Italian Greyhound, just in a sit, in a giant pile of fruit with a white background. I, That's a great so, cover. I, I love it. It's so stupid. It makes no sense for the type of music. Like, there's, it's just great. I love yeah. it. But there, yeah, if you like guitar type stuff, it's not super stonery, but you might actually like Jesus, Jesus Lizard, because some of it is, but with like, you know like weird screaming warbles over it yeah and that's sometimes see it's it's rough for me to find the the right zone of music for me like it used to be built to spill like yeah yeah mm-hmm. for like stoner guitar like i want to listen to like an eight minute jam where the lyrics come in once in a while um that used to be it i think i'm kind of over i'm not over it but i'm just like yeah it's played out a little bit for me i'd like to find something to replace that vibe. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, I read an article once when I was younger about how like when you reach a certain age, your musical taste just like, boom, like no more new stuff. You're not allowed to seek out anything new. And I was like, that'll never be me. Yeah. You know, now I'm just like, what? What's this 90s mix, you know? Like, yeah, I don't um, know if that's me though, because I'm like, I'm not that excited. You know how people will be like, oh man, like fucking, the shins are getting together to play their first album. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I I don't really care. Um, Oh, I would be meaning to ask you this question. It's somewhat related. Is there a musician or band that is genuinely well thought of and generally well thought of that you hate? So for instance, not like that I hate. Yeah, so it can't be like, you know, like yeah, Jimmy yeah. Buffett or someone that people yeah, always yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone where you're but like- it could be like Jimi Hendrix, but it, not, it sure. not Jimmy Buffett. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't hate him. Jimi Hendrix is not- feel Someone who you might not feel completely comfortable admitting you hate them and it makes you feel like maybe a little bit of a bad person. Well, I mean, like <laughs> any, any like Paul McCartney solo shit. I'm like, I don't- I think that's perfectly hateable and legitimate. But, but is that but is that a dichotomy? Like people understand that. They're not like, oh my God, how could you not like that? You know? Like if I, I said something like Donna Summer, people would be like, What? You know. I don't know. I hate Randy Newman. He's hateable though. He's I, that's like you know, and I think honestly, it's because he always sounds like he has a cold, and I just don't want to be around people. Like that. I, yeah, I hate his voice. Was he that pretty good? So much like him, that was really good. That that song. <laughs> that's my least favorite song, probably on the planet. It's got a good guitar riff, though. I was noticing one time when I lived in LA, I was like, this song is cheesy as fuck, but it's got like the good intro. Oh man, I'm putting, I'm, it's gonna be the outro music of the, God damn it. Of the show today. I'm quitting the show. Well, it's got like a It's got, I don't know, it's got something cool going to it that I, I don't know. 
Randy oh. Newman's good. I don't like Tom Waits that much. Like, okay, I that's fair. Listen I used to, him. to be way into Tom Waits, and now I can totally take him or leave him. Speaking of things that like you might not listen to as much anymore, like occasionally I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's a good song, but I mostly like I don't give a shit. I don't need to listen to your stuff. Uh, yeah, I Randy Newman's good. Randy Newman's a good choice. Randy Newman's a really something I think about a lot and then feel bad because I'm like, no one hates Randy Newman except for me. Why? Why hate him? People hate him. I think I think you'll find a local chapter of the Randy Newman hate club in in your town. Just start it. I'm gonna be the president. No, I don't really. I don't have enough passion around it to do something like that. How about like like a like a Red Hot Chili Peppers or something? They're not. That's not well respected, right? (laughs) I used to love that. Did you really? Oh, yeah. When I was in late junior high, early high school, that was a band that I just fucking loved. You were like, blood, sugar, sex, magic, yo. Yeah. In fact, I put it on my Christmas list for my mom as one of the things I wanted for Christmas. Uh-huh. And it had a parental advisory sticker. Yeah. So did the Jane's Addiction CD that I requested. And yeah. so I explained to her that although they had these parental advisories on them, that they were not exceptionally explicit. You know, because I, cause so, I mean, there's so much... Some of those albums, like if it has that sticker on it, you're like, you can't play this in front of your parents for any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Sex. sex yeah, sex, yeah, yeah, yeah. This role. Um, but I think. No, but this was just like that. Flea's bass playing was so dirty that it was like. Sexy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Too sexy, right? Yeah. Now there were very few. There was like maybe one swear word on the whole album, and same thing with the James Addiction one. I was stupid, but my mom yeah. ended up buying both of them for me for nice. Christmas, which I thought was awesome. This was the time the CDs still came in long boxes. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember when um, that was important to be like, oh my God, the cardboard that they're using in this is so, like Michael Stipe would be like, yeah. oh my God, long boxes. They're polluting the earth. Yep. Like, God damn it, Michael Stipe, there's so many more important things to worry about. No, no, there are not. You know what? How about, you know, Michael Jackson? Like, not outside of all of the child whatever allegations. Yeah. When I was a kid, we had MTV, and I remember my aunt living with us for a while. This was like okay. 1985, 86, maybe. And uh, she's from India, and we were watching MTV. And I, I remember one day, um, it was Michael Jackson or Madonna. And I just didn't, I remember saying, I hate music. <laughs> wow. Because they were like, we're just watch, watch this, it's good music. And I was like, I hate music. And I like went up to my room or something. Nice. And then it's so funny that like, yeah, then I ended up playing music and like releasing records, like more, more than even like just being like, eh, music's okay. I was like, oh yeah, I really like music so much that I'm going to like, what a yeah. weird, like mis miscommunication of how I was really feeling. What I think I meant really was that I hated Michael Jackson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Michael Jackson as a child. I don't know what it was about it. I didn't like it. I didn't like the... Billy Jean gave me a weird, like, spooky vibe. Completely fair. It's a spooky song. And and as a kid, I loved it. I I mean, I think you might be, like, a year younger than me or something. Yeah, a year. I was maybe in second, first, second, or third grade. I don't remember which, when Thriller came out. That's around that time, yeah. And it was... I must have been a little bit older, so like at least second grade, because I was all about it, and so was everyone in my school. People were coming to school in the jacket, in the glove. There was a rumor going around my school that the 
UPC code on the back of the record was Michael Jackson's phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, and like millions of children called him and then got and to visit Neverland Ranch. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, full circle. But I love the song Billie Jean, but I couldn't understand any of the words. Like as a kid, I was, you know, it's like, Billie Jean. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And no idea. I had no idea. I, I'm like, what are the words to this? But I didn't really care. So he's lighting up the sidewalk. This is amazing. Like um, a lot of his songs are like that. Like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that is definitely another one, though, that since all of the stuff, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to listen to him. And in fact, I don't know, maybe I've mentioned this to you before, because I know I've said this before to somebody. I, I think what should happen to people like that, like Michael Jackson, who now, you know, is, it lives in infamy for, you know, doing some pretty heinous shit. Yeah. I think someone else should record their entire catalog to just replace them. Really? To be yeah, the... So like, okay. Why not have John Legend, like, record every single fucking Michael Jackson song? I thought you were going to say John Lennon. And I'm like, John Lennon's dead, Laura. Look, I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Reanimating John Lennon. But I mean, in the olden days, like three or four people might record the same song and two people might have a hit with it. You know, right. yeah, it wasn't that true. unheard yeah. of. So I'm like, okay, erase him from history. Just have somebody re-record all of his music. And then in a hundred years, those are going to be the new, you know, standard version of that song. Just like, yeah. you know, like Aretha Franklin's respect is the one everyone thinks of, but Otis Redding's respect, I'm pretty sure came first. I think he might've written it, but anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Point being like erase him. <laughs> I don't yeah. see any, I don't see anything wrong with that. I guess you're right. That used to be much more widely done where it was like, yeah, somebody can make a more popular uh, rendition of it. And it's not, I think it would have been so rad to be like a songwriter back when that was a thing where like, oh, I wrote this song for, this person yeah. and this person made it a hit even though i'm not like the stage guy That's i fucking awesome. get royalties on this and it's awesome but i don't know it's like would have been sweet i don't think that that kind of thing doesn't really exist that much other than in like nashville i think but yeah or in like remixers yeah yeah i mean if you're like writing pop hits for britney or some shit like that exactly. yeah like the producers that's what they call them now those are yeah producers. and i'm not but you can't just be like hey i'm a dude with a guitar and i wrote a cool tune and i sold it to fucking right. neil young or something i don't know whatever do you remember um carol king and yeah when- before she was famous, she that was her job. Was yeah, her job. the Brill Building, yeah. I think. Brill like, it would have been pretty rad to like just- Amazing songs that have ever been written, like holy shit, like just yeah. so many amazing songs. But it was like fucking that. office, it was an office job really, you know? I know, so wild, it's crazy yeah. to me. So but wild, man. Clearly anyway. it worked to some degree, because God damn it, did they come up with some great songs, so. Yeah, yeah, hey, whatever. Anyway, on that note, um, I think we should wrap we this up. All the world's problems and talked about all of the music. So we're good. Yeah. I'm going to think about that though, because Randy Newman's one of those where like, yeah, he doesn't have any scandal around him. He just don't like him because right. it sounds right. like he has a cold, but it's, it's nothing personal. I just, it, it makes my skin crawl. I and people hire that. him to do things, soundtracks. And he's yeah. still very, he gets a lot of work still. Yeah. Toy Story. Yeah. All, I don't have an equivalent yet. I'll think about this, Laura, for next yeah, episode. That's so. fine. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to insist you do your Randy Newman impression all the time now. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. All right. Spot on. All right. Till next time. Um, all right. Yeah.
been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.